These guys are at a point where they just need something to start and they just need someone there who's going to say, you can do this and I'm going to help you through this and we're going to help you keep you doing it consistently. And they can really make huge changes to their life. Welcome back to the Clinical Athletes Podcast. If you're not familiar with Clinical Athlete, we're a network of healthcare providers, students and coaches who specialize in the management of athletes. We have two missions. The first mission is to connect athletes with professionals who they can trust. And our second mission is to create a community and foster the education of those professionals and future professionals in the realm of athlete health and performance. This podcast is one way that we fulfill those missions. And if you're one of our six listeners who enjoy the show, do us a favor and give it a rating on your favorite podcast platform so that we can get this information out to as many people as possible. Seriously, it only takes a couple seconds. You can pause this right now, scroll down, hit that five star, maybe even give it a little uh, verbal rating. Tell us how much you uh, how much you love the show, and then boom, duty fulfilled. To learn more about Clinical Athlete, head on over to the website, clinicalathlete.com, and join the free Kalu community Facebook group where Clinical Athlete and the Level Up Initiative have combined to form an amazing group with several different types of learning opportunities. You can join the Kalu community Facebook group by clicking the link in the show notes. My name is Quinn Hennick. I'm a doctor of physical therapy in Orange County, California at Clinical Athlete Newport, we have another student edition coming at you. This episode marks the beginning of a revamped student series in which our clinical athlete student ambassadors will lead the show. That's physical therapy students Chris Hewen and Megan Broussard, along with chiropractic student Derek Bark. They will bring other students from within the clinical athlete community on the show to discuss their journey. On this episode, our clinical athlete student ambassadors brought on Mark Manera, who is a PT student, physical therapy student, and longtime member of the clinical athlete community. Mark shares his unique journey thus far through physical therapy school, which includes fulfilling his passions for coaching athletes, but then a rather unique shift to the entrepreneurial side of the field, which has led him to creating a very interesting health business for a population that you wouldn't necessarily think of right away. So if you're a student or a new grad interested in paving your own way and want to see how others are doing it, this is the conversation for you. We hope you enjoy. What up? All right, so this is exciting. We have Mark Monera, the first student. Um, so I guess I'll give a brief intro. We have myself, Chris Hewen, Megan Broussard, Derek Bark, Mark. And really the goal with these is to bring on clinical athlete student members and just you know explore the backgrounds of these students and kind of their trajectory and going forward what their plans are. And Mark, I think you're an ideal person to lead this because of your background, what you're doing. Um, in our relationship, I've gotten to know you over like span of 12 months since COVID. So do you want to give a brief intro of, you know, what year you are, where you're in school, and then we can dive into the specific questions. Yeah. I mean, first off, Chris, Megan, Derek, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm honored first episode, second episode, maybe whatever you guys end up doing. But uh, so I am, 
in my last year of physical therapy school at Maryville University. It's a small private school in St. Louis. And I'm also the owner of the trucking fitness company. And uh, I would say not your average physical therapy student. I'm uh, really interested in the online, uh, online business, online coaching, and just entrepreneurial uh, side of healthcare. Sweet. Yeah. So there's a list of things I wanted to cover just knowing your background um, that I think would be really interesting for other students to hear because it's very unique. But I guess we could start with Maryville. You went in from after high school, you kind of started that accelerated three plus three hybrid track. Um, And now that you're almost done, I'm curious to hear your thoughts of, you know, was it worth it? Would you have changed anything? And then maybe for students who are considering it, because it is very much a, um, a unique position, but I know a lot of schools are creating that model. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I personally am really happy I went to Maryville. So Maryville is, has, a, it's a, their physical therapy program is six and a half years uh, directly out of high school. So it's not a, it's not a three plus three. It's more of a three plus three and a half and kind of your fourth year on is all, or I guess the fourth year, fifth year, sixth year is all academic PT grad school. And then the last uh, semester is all clinicals. Um, You know, when you talk about the direct entry program, you know, I think there's a lot of positives and there's some negatives too. And I think, you know, for me, uh, the biggest thing and the thing I'm super happy that I got into uh, the school right away is that, you know, that junior, senior year, I wasn't stressing of trying to figure out how, you know, applying to schools, figuring out which schools are best for me. And, um, you know, am I going to get into PT school? Cause you know, it's from what I've heard and seeing on like Facebook groups and stuff like that, it's uh it's a tough challenge. So congrats all you guys for doing that. And, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, relieved from a academic because I'm not a 4.0 student. And that uh, gave me a little bit of uh, wiggle room with undergrad grade wise. Um, But, you know, I think the biggest, like I said, the biggest thing was just getting into the program, you know, you're set, you get to know your teachers a little bit early. And, you know, Maryville specifically is a really smaller school. Um, From some of the other programs that I um, toured at and like looked at, uh, specifically like the direct entry programs, you know, Maryville just felt a lot more like family felt like the teachers actually cared. And it wasn't like, Hey, we're here to get the elite students. If you can't handle our curriculum, sorry, it's not going to work for you. Um, so, you know, in that aspect, I really liked Maryville cause it felt like, um, they wanted you to stay in, they wanted you to succeed. Some of the negative aspects of, uh, the, direct entry program is I had some friends that, you know, going out of high school were like, I'm all PT. And then what right now, I think the average is like most people switch their uh, major like three or four times, something crazy like that throughout undergrad. So, you know, I I have a bachelor's in health science, which is not the uh, most functional if you uh, would just end up not finishing PT school and like trying to go find a job with just your bachelor's degree. So I think that's a negative, but I do think there are some uh, potentially some other like direct entry schools where you could get like an exercise science or kinesiology or something that's maybe a little bit more specific and you could actually get a, um, I guess a more, a different job than just, you know, what am I going to get with a health science degree? It's probably going to be a very generic job. Um, 
But the, the other aspect, and it's kind of hitting me, especially now since I'm in my last uh, semester of school, is just I, I'm getting really burnt out from it's six years of going to the same classes with the same group of people. And not that I don't like my classmates, not that I don't like, you know, Maryville in general, but it's just, you know, I think there's that excitement of people graduate uh, with their undergrad. And if they go to a PT school, it's like potentially a new city, a new group of people, a new school, something like that. And um, with that direct entry, uh, you better really like the situation you're in. And um, I think it just probably puts some students at a higher chance of burnout. I know we had discussed this a few months back, but it seems obviously you're very entrepreneurial and we'll get into the things you've done, but there had been some questioning from my interpretation on your end of, do I even want to be a PT? And I don't know how your thoughts have evolved because we haven't chatted about that in a while, but do you want to elaborate on like, you know, going forward because of other things you're interested in, do you think you know, going to school and doing this was worth it for yourself or would you have gone, you know, a different path uh, and done, been able to do the same things? Yeah. You know, I think that um, I'm in a weird situation because kind of what I want to do does not require a doctor or physical therapy degree. Um, but I think it adds a lot of value to what I do. And I'll also say that I would probably not be where I'm at and had experienced the things that I've experienced and been introduced to certain things um, that have put me on the path that I'm on currently if I wasn't in a physical therapy school. So I really appreciate that. And, you know, I can't take that for granted at all. Um, as for, you know, wanting to be a physical therapist, I think that, you know, COVID specifically has, you know, really, um, I think for a lot of people really kind of had them take a step back and say, okay, job security, like the situation, if things go crazy, am I going to be able to have a job? And, you know, um, with a physical therapy degree and having, you know, being a physical therapist, there's going to be something out there, you know, it might not be perfect ideal situation, but, you know, from looking at like supporting my family in the future and stuff like that, I think it's all, I'm, I'm happy that I'm finishing the degree and doing what I'm doing. Even if, you know, after graduation, my plan is not to go to an outpatient clinic or go to the hospital and work um, full time, but yeah, so I am happy. I'm in physical therapy school and finishing it out. And um, I think it's opened up a lot of doors for me. Awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. That you're just like, oh, the past six and a half years was not worth it. Now, do I complain a little bit about some of the things I have to memorize and learn? Yes, but we can get over that sometimes. Yeah. It's in the moment though. For sure. Who doesn't while they're yeah. in school? Yeah. So I think the first time I heard of you, I heard about you was... Um, I think Michael Ray had posted one of the podcasts he was on and I listened to it and that maybe I might've listened to one other, maybe it was just that one. And I was like, who's this guy coaching it? Cause he keeps saying, he's like, Oh, I'm only a second year in PT school. And I looked you up, I think. And I was like, this is dope. This guy, he's got his own like podcast. He's co-hosting it. He has legit people on. And the one with Michael Ray, I just thought I was telling Derek last night. I thought that was one of my favorites that Michael's ever done. Ooh, and okay. thank you. Just, yeah, I think I reached out to you. I don't even remember. Maybe I just Instagram messaged you or emailed you. And then I realized like you were part of clinical athlete. You had no blah, blah, blah. We had some similar connections. So do you want to talk about 
the, the company you did have in the, the podcast of New World Training, how that got started and has evolved. And then we can dive into the new um, you know, venture you have with Truck and Fit. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think this all kind of started, uh, I, throughout high school and like first couple of years of um, undergrad and uh, college, I was super big into CrossFit. Uh, man, every day I, I thought I was going to be the next Rich Froning. I was like, you know, this is it. I'm going to go to the CrossFit Games, you know, get sponsored by Rogue. This is it. I'm Screw school. I'm just going to go do this. No. Um, and that opened up a door to me uh, starting to coach. So I got a coaching job at a small barbell gym in St. Louis and was really introduced to you know, the barbell medicine, uh, some starting strength stuff, the just overall just barbell training really got into powerlifting and, um, you know, getting people stronger and also really helping people to, you know, build confidence in themselves and see the benefits of, uh, you know, see the benefits of getting stronger. And um, I was really, you know, at that time realizing, hey, maybe Rich Froning is not who I want to be. And, you know, maybe this whole CrossFit thing's not for me. And I'm getting burnt out of that a little bit. And, um, you know, I really stepped into that coaching role. And from that coaching role, um, you know, I was coaching there every single day before school, sometimes after school. And um, one day I went into the closet there and there was a, a tripod and a camera and I'm like, you know, we're all scrolling on Instagram and seeing all these coaches post videos and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to do this. So I just started making, making videos um, and, you know, getting into some of the content creation and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of grew a little bit. And as that grew and as kind of my online presence of, hey, this guy's a coach and he's teaching people all these uh, things about squat bench deadlift and um, you know, people started reaching out to me and asking, do I do online coaching? And I was like, no, I don't, but should I? And so I, uh, I really dove deep into that world. And at that same time, so I started, uh, so I decided to start coaching, uh, online. And around that same time I was doing level up the level up initiative. And I'm not sure, have you guys, have you guys been through that? Yeah, I think all of us have. Yeah. And now okay. with the merger with um, CalU, I guess we, we have a little bit of um, some skin in the game with both companies. Okay. So, yeah. So, the uh, I'm not sure if it was the same for you guys, but the first level up uh, video of my whole curriculum was um, this guy named Frank Benedetto. Do you guys know who that is? Yep. Yeah, is he is he still the video? Is he the, still the first video on there? I don't think so. I went through okay. it twice uh, and I didn't see him either time. Oh, he man. was there. Uh, he gave a like supplemental talk when I went through. Um, cool, but he wasn't the first video for sure. He was not the first video. So so yeah so I uh, you know I saw his stuff man he he just came on with fire you know this was like the start of when I wanted to be like online business entrepreneur I'm like watching Gary V and like all these motivational things and he's just talking about how you know we need to change the way healthcare goes and all these different things it was just pumped me up and at the end um, 
you know, he, he was like, if anyone is interested in learning more, you know, reach out to him. And, you know, I just wanted to give Frank a little shout out and Honey Badger. It's, it's, he's really, uh, he really helped me progress and put me on the right, on a path uh, to where I'm at now and kind of continuing to, too. But it, it was that along with like, you know, the Instagram stuff. And I really just started uh, building out um, kind of what I wanted to do with the online coaching. And I came up with, uh, we actually have my, uh, one of the, another coach with New World, his name's Nick, came up with the name New World. And so we, uh, I created the company New World Training and Rehab. And uh, we were really specific, uh, just power lifters, um, Olympic lifters and CrossFitters, and just giving them strength programs to help build up their strength. Um, and that was we were, I was coaching people through that for the last maybe year and a half. And uh, we had a podcast on and I'm excited for you guys because uh, one thing that I don't think people realize is for some reason, when you have a podcast, you have this like superpower of everyone. You can like somehow talk to these people you've never talked to before in your life. And because you invite them on your podcast, you can ask them any question you've ever wanted and they're yours for an hour. So you guys should all take advantage of that. And um, that was something cool. I got to talk, you know, with all these different people who are um, way smarter and better coaches than I'll ever be. And it was, it was awesome. I learned all these things. And um, that's kind of the origin story of uh, New World Training and Rehab. And, you know, through that, I worked with, you know, any, I worked with people, uh, I worked with a CrossFit Games athlete, um, all the way down to uh, a soccer mom who's just trying to get stronger and uh, learning how to lift and wanting to, you know, I think she wanted to squat 135. So it was cool to kind of have a whole spectrum of different people I coached. Yeah, the podcast, I mean, I know you, you told me yesterday that you're going to discontinue that for a while um, and moving forward with other things. But like, I'm looking at it right now, the last one you had with Alan Flanagan, was epic and then leah lutz i think you said was your personal favorite um, i was yeah but like the greg layman one the uh ian harris one there's so many gems so i highly recommend people listen to the few that you have because they're solid and i keep waiting i'm like oh yeah this week they're gonna come out with a new one and you never do so now i know it is uh not continuing yeah, so we can go into this or if we want to talk about um, New World anymore or whatever you, direction you want to go. But um, basically, when I started the truck, the new uh, business that I just started, I took a step back and looked at, you know, all these different things happening in my life. And I was spreading myself way too thin. And, um, you know, when I looked at the future of where I want to go with everything, um, you know, New World was a great stepping stone into where I'm at now. And I'm sure this will be a great stepping stone to where I go next and all of these different things. And I decided that, you know, I just got married in August. I'm still in PT school, starting this new business. It was just maybe too much to handle. And, um, you know, if you, if you try to grab four things at once, you one drops and I didn't want any of the other three to drop. And so I, I just decided to kind of discontinue New World and um, kind of move to the next stage or I guess uh, adventure in life. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we had a conversation while you were on clinicals and you were in a clinic where there's a lot of truckers mm -hmm. and you were like, this is a very niche population and they are struggling with a lot of things 
And the next thing I know, you have this truck and fit. Is Am I right? Like, was that the initial impetus in clinic you saw that? Yeah. So last summer I had my first clinical. Uh, so at Maryville, you have clinicals. We have four 10-week clinicals. So the first one um, was last summer uh, before your fifth year of school. And then I'll have three more after this semester. So I was in a um, outpatient clinic in Southern Missouri and kind of that's where a lot of trucking companies are at and a lot of truck drivers live and uh, it's kind of a middle ground for a lot of things and um, really rural area. And through that experience, I got to work with a ton of different truck drivers and I was actually uh, rehabbing my first total knee um, with this guy who's been a driver, a truck driver for, I think he said 30, 40 years. And, um, man, it was just, uh, a lot of long conversations, deep conversations about kind of his lifestyle, the struggles of being on the road, you know, the lack of, you know, really someone giving them the ability to live a healthy life. And, you know, we, you know, it makes it really easy when, you know, we have a nine to five and we go home and, we're there, but when these guys are driving eight to 11 hours a day, they're not home for months. You know, sometimes the only places they can eat are fast food restaurants and truck stops. And, you know, it's really hard if you start in St. Louis and you end in, um, you know, New York to figure out where the best gym's at and if the gym has truck parking and all these different things. And then all of a sudden all these barriers happen and it's easier to say, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I'll do it tomorrow and nothing ends up happening. So, you know, I, I was literally just like, you know, I think it was like a random Tuesday we were, we were treating his uh, total knee and I was helping him with getting some extension. And I was like, well, what if there was like an online program that you could just do on your phone and do it right there in your truck? And he was, and it was just like, it was like a light bulb moment. And he was like, whoa, that would be awesome. I've never heard of anything like that. So I went home, you know, all of us, how we're all like super into the research and stuff like that. I'm like four research papers in realizing, hey, truck drivers have a life expectancy 16 years less than the average population just because of their job title. 85% of them are overweight, uh, around 50% are obese, and they are the number one job in the world. Like they they have the highest chance of becoming obese compared to any other occupation in the United States. And then you look up what there, what is out there of, Hey, what's available for these people. And the, you know, there's a couple of things here. There's like a book on Amazon. I'm huge. I'm huge into working out. I would never buy a book on Amazon and read a book to figure out what workout I want to do. Um, and these people are not they're They're probably not going to either. And then there was just a bunch of random articles with very generic very generic information of eat fruits and vegetables. And, you know, that's awesome to educate people like that and, um, you know, have these resources out there. But there was something missing. And what I've realized is the missing key is, you know, coaching and accountability. And when these people are on the road, they need someone there in there, you know, right next to them to say, hey, have you done your workout today? Hey, Here's a healthy option that, you know, you might not be able to control what you eat at McDonald's, but you can control, or you might not be able to control that you eat at McDonald's, but you can control what you pick while you're there. Here's five or six healthy options at McDonald's and just giving them the tools and the guidance to say, Hey, here's how you can practically use this in your day-to-day life. 
let's take baby steps and get the tires turning, right? You like that uh, truck joke, get the tires turning. And then they're going to really start building and, and really make huge changes. Um, you know, it's crazy to say here, I, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm looking at some of these drivers that sign up for our program. And you've got a, you've got these people who 350 pounds or, you know, for close to 400 pounds and you start having a conversation and one of these guys said they uh at one point they were drinking four 12 packs of soda cans of soda a day while driving that, I, I didn't even know you can yeah i i don't i don't even know i you know that might be one of those hey you know you know, back in my day, I did this, but it, it's crazy. You know, they're just sitting there and they, you know, I, it's, it's crazy. Some of the, the habits that these drivers have. And, um, you know, the other thing that I realize is that for a lot of them, you know, we can all have some, um, you know, uh, we can say that it's our fault on some things, but in the big picture, the trucking industry as a whole, is just really not set up for success for the health of these drivers. And, you know, that has kind of my drive and mission has been, let me give these drivers a way to fight back, give them a way that they don't have to, you know, let their career define their health. And, you know, signing up to be a truck driver doesn't have to be a death stamp of 16 years earlier and, you know, empowering them to make a change. That's amazing. First of all, I have a few questions. I guess, you know, I haven't interacted with, I don't think any truck driver in my entire life. Going into it, did you have any, you know, stereotypes in your head or preconceptions or things now looking back that you're like, wow, this is very different, this population, or, you know, there's a lot more heterogeneity than I thought. What has changed since this initial interaction? Yeah, I mean, I think the average American, if they close their eyes and look and think about what a truck driver is to them, they think of this fat, overweight um, dude at the kind of creepy dude at the truck stop that you kind of want to walk the other way if they're coming towards you. Um, and when you start talking, these people are normal people. They're they're not any different than us. They just their job is a little bit different. Their lifestyle is a little bit different, and their resources that they have specifically for their health are a lot different and, you know, not set up for the uh, best, you know, outcome in the long run. But what I, uh, you know, what I also realized when, you know, getting deeper into this is that there is, you know, from an industry standpoint is a lot of money that these companies are spending on truck drivers and their health and, you know, diabetes and health insurance and work comp and we can get into all of that stuff and so you know my my now i even took a bigger step back and say hey if i can really make this change and help them everyone in the industry wins if drivers are healthier and that's my huge motivation and you know i i was getting to this point and then i went off on another tangent so you got to keep reeling me in but you know the the thing that i was saying was you know giving these drivers exercise and these guys are 300 pounds i had a driver we have a five minute truck stop workout that we give them every day 
Uh, there's a couple of different workouts we do, but one of them is a five minute truck stop break just to get them moving throughout the day. Uh, they all have a mandatory 30 minute break throughout the day. So it's a great way to just get them moving. And, you know, I know we don't have to get into the science of this, but get blood flowing and change of position and all this other stuff. And I had this guy who for two weeks just did the five minute workout every single day and lost 20 pounds from making this, these changes and just moving a little bit. So, you know, I'm not saying that everyone needs to just go do their five minute workout and they'll be good and that's good enough. But these guys are at a point where they just need something to start and they just need someone there who's going to say, you can do this and I'm going to help you through this. And we're going to help you, you know, keep you doing it consistently. And they can really make huge changes to their life. And, uh, you know, what I because for maybe the last, for six months, I was doing New World and um, New World and the Trucking Fitness Company at the same time. And, you know, when I was just thinking about both of it, I was like, okay, this, I'm literally changing this dude's life. And then I'm flipping on and putting on my New World hat and I'm trying to get, you know, Joe Schmo to squat five more pounds. And it was just, it was just one of those moments and I'm not trying to downplay anything. I think it's awesome if you're super into powerlifting or weightlifting, but for me and kind of where I see I want to go, the impact I was making on these people was just so much higher and was bringing me so much like, um, I, I can't even think about the word, but just so much like happiness and like fulfillment of, you know, I'm really changing these people's lives. And it was, that was the direction I wanted to go. Hey guys, Quinn Hennick here. Here's our brain break from the great conversation with uh, our student ambassadors and clinical athlete student member Mark Manera. Just so you don't forget, if you haven't already, go to, th- to the link in the show notes and join the Kalu community Facebook group. Read the pinned announcement, introduce yourself, read the resources that we've compiled for you with the Kalu mission and some Kalu starter pack materials, including must listen to podcasts and must read papers. And now back to the show. What does it look like in regards to, you know, once you have an interaction with a trucker, are they given, you know, a membership or a template? How does it go once they've heard of you? Like, how do they reach out to you? And then what does that plan look like going forward? Yeah, so we have actually two options. So we have a individual truck driver who wants to sign up and kind of make a change on their own. And then we have also a corporate side of things where we go in and work with companies as a corporate wellness program. Both look very similar. It's just kind of the way they get started is a little bit different. So let's go with the individual driver. Um, So say, Chris, you're a truck driver and you want to sign up a lot of, you know, we're big on social We're trying to grow on social media or posting on social media. I wouldn't say we're big or anything like that, but um, you know, they go to our website, sign up. It's very affordable. It's $25 a month for a driver to do. Um, And what that does is they get access to our app right on their phone. And through that app, they uh, fill out a questionnaire. They start with our beginner program, which is just kind of a baseline, get the feel of how the program all works from there one of our coaches or me um, looks at their questionnaire, kind of figures out what their, um, what their skill level is. Cause you know, if 
I've got a driver who maybe does exercise consistently, but wants a little bit more structure versus a driver who's been in the, who's been in uh, the industry for 40 years and hasn't exercised since high school football. The program's going to look a little bit different. Um, so we've got different programs based on that. And then we also send them a resistance band. So that's the only equipment they'll need. Super lightweight. They don't have to, you know, lug around a kettlebell or dumbbells or find a gym out on the road. They just need a, um, they just need a resistance band and their body weight. And then uh, we've got in the truck, out of the truck programs based on, you know, if they're in North Dakota in December, they're probably not wanting to get outside and work out. And if they're in Florida and they want to be outside, they're sick of their truck great. Let's, let's get them a workout. They can do right outside of their truck, you know, getting them running around their truck or, you know, jogging around their truck, using their truck for push-ups. you know, just fun stuff like that. And from a training standpoint, it's uh, a lot of our, a lot of our program is, you know, I think when you're in the clinical athlete world, you look at like, what is the most, the best possible way I can exercise and how I can progress this person. And that's how I was with new world. And this is a whole 180 flip and has actually really changed my mindset of some of these other boot camp classes. Because yes, I'm using some, yes, I'm using some like programming methodology. I'm using progressive overload. We're progressing in different ways. But these guys are not trying to do a powerlifting meet. These guys are not trying to do, you know, go to a bodybuilding show or anything like this. This is lifestyle changes and our programs are just trying to get them motivated and excited and enjoy the workout. So they're actually like really CrossFit-y, um, interval style, kind of just um, a lot of variety, a lot of, you know, we have, we periodize, peri I can't even speak, periodization or period, how do you say that? Oh my gosh, period, periodize, periodize. Yeah, that, that word right there. We, we do different <laughs> ones and, and progress, progress over time and, um, you know, we have throughout the day, we try to hit um, different or throughout the week, we hit multiple body parts on different days and progress through that. And we, you know, we don't have to get into the specifics of how I progress it, but um, everyone starts at the beginner and kind of works up over time um, based on the questionnaire and kind of what path we think as coaches they should go on. Derek, you got it. So, I think what you're doing is fantastic. Um, so not to make this about me, but I have a little bit of experience with somewhat of a similar um, like group of people. Um, I worked in construction for a little while yeah. going through underground and with my athletic training background, there was a big push at the time to try and get more ATs, PTs, OTs, things like that in these businesses to like what you said, kind of increase health literacy and get these guys moving. Um, because even in the construction world, you know, those guys are in there from five in the morning till, you know, nine o'clock at night because they make most of their money with like overtime. So, mm -hmm. you know, and you'd think that those guys would be a little bit healthier because they are out doing physical activity in the sun and the heat. But like you said, you know, they usually smoke all day, you know, chewing tobacco, it's fast food, they don't take breaks. So, I mean, they live this very unhealthy lifestyle and it almost seems like it gets neglected. You know, um, we tend to look more at athletes or those who live in like lower socioeconomic classes. But I mean, these people do really struggle and do really have issues. Um, 
with your research and kind of where you're going, do you see that there has begun to be more implementation of like PTs and ATs in these fields, or is it still a pretty big gap and that they're struggling to help these individuals get any kind of momentum moving forward in their health? Yeah. You know, I I think, um, first off, you know, you're, you're spot on with like the construction work and a lot of just people who are doing these, you know, blue collar jobs, unfortunately kind of get thrown to the wayside and, you know, don't get talked about a lot. And, um, you know, for trucking specifically, you definitely with COVID and everything, there's been a little bit more of a push of saying, Hey, um, thank you truck drivers for doing what you're doing. Thank you. You know, health, obviously the healthcare providers and all of that too, but they have been getting a little bit more of, Hey, thank you for, you know, really being the backbone of America, because I think it's around 70, 72% of goods in the United States moved by freight and by truck drivers. Um, and you know, they just kind of get secondhand treatment, unfortunately. And, um, you know, you have to know the trucking industry as a whole. Um, there's kind of different, uh, there's kind of different ways you can be in the trucking industry. And just to kind of give a 20 second explanation is there's big companies, there's little companies and there's owner operators. So owner operators are like the, you know, Megan buys a truck and then is a, a independent contractor for Walmart and, you know, gets these small jobs here and there. And it's just a single truck versus, you know, uh, Derek, you go and work for, there's a big company called Swift. You go and work for Swift. You're one of their 8,000 drivers in their company. So there's just a, a little bit different. You can kind of think of owner operators as like, I guess, the entrepreneurs of the trucking industry. And right now, 80% of truck drivers in the United States are those owner operators. And they're all on their own, a lot of them. And the other 20% are these companies. Some of them are mid-sized. Some of them are like mega. We're talking 10,000, 5,000 to 10,000 drivers. You know, that's only like 20 companies out there in the world. But those companies are definitely saying, holy crap, my work comp and health insurance is getting destroyed and hitting, killing my bottom line because these drivers are, you know, if they're not driving, they're going to medical, you know, they're going to healthcare providers to be able to continue to drive. And you can also kind of go the route of, you know, there's a huge issue in the trucking industry of retention and the turnover rate is like huge. So companies are constantly, you know, getting drivers in the company, out of the company and trying to figure out that. And that adds a ton of cost too. So I think the companies are realizing, Hey, I need to do something about it. A lot of them are not um, in my opinion, doing a very good job of that. And that's what our goal in the next two, three years is to say, hey, here's a good solution. Here's a very cost-effective solution and your drivers will actually use it versus you know, handing your driver an info packet on how to, ex- you know, the seven tips that Men's Health gave last year in their magazine. That's not going to do anything for your drivers. And you're wasting all this time and energy and money providing them with this information for them to just kind of rip it up and throw it in the trash versus actually giving them a guided program that's going to be there, give accountability and be them, be there with them when they're out on the road. So I don't even remember what your question was. I just went on a rant, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. It's no, I mean, it makes sense. I appreciate you answering that. I know we had like 
it was a BS program they did. It was like a prep and stretch where like 15 minutes before they went out, it was, you know, they had them do these stretches. And I think in their mind, they were making a difference, but you know, nobody really took it seriously. It wasn't very engaging and it didn't give them any like feedback on if it was improving anything. Because like you said, I mean, most of these drivers are either on the road for work or they're in, you know, somebody's office trying to get taken care of because they have an ache or a pain. And, you know, being that out of shape or being that unhealthy, I mean, makes them a liability on the road as well, or as a construction worker, you know, trying to work in the heat or get in and out of a hole. So, I mean, it's not only, you know, dangerous for them potentially, but it could be dangerous for other people who, you know, are around yeah, this yeah. type of um, issue. So, no, I completely agree. What were you saying, Megan? Oh, I was just gonna like, kind of take a different route, uh, but it's really cool to hear you talk about all this because you can tell you're really enthusiastic about it, um, well, thank which you. is really nice and refreshing to hear. How um, do you manage juggling? I know at one time you said you were working or running both of these businesses while in school, and now it's the trucking fit and you're in school it's easy to forget that you're in school and we're having this conversation. Um, But how are you, I guess, juggling, managing all of that? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, that has, you know, I think that's a couple couple of different points. So number one, um, you know, I really think that school and being in, while you're still in school is like literally the best time for you to start something because there's no pressure of, I need to figure this out quickly, or I need to figure this out tomorrow um, to put food on the table for my family or keep the roof over my head. Like it is a very, you know, I guess, easy place to experiment, learn a ton and figure out kind of the direction you want to go and hopefully maybe build something up um, in the next year or two of when you're still in school to where it's big enough or it's at a place where you feel comfortable and confident enough where you could just dive all in when you graduate. Um, so for me personally, uh, you know, I could not have done anything I'm doing. Well, I, I could have, but I would not be in the spot that I'm doing right now um, without my wife. Uh, my, my wife is in physical therapy school with me, um, Amanda, or, and she is uh, a way better student than I will ever be in my life. And she has uh, pulled me in um, and really gotten me to be a much better student, much better, um, you know, takes, you know, studying better habits, you know, making everything a much more of a priority and really focusing and um, helping me with some of the organizational stuff when it comes to schooling, because I, you know, was not a straight A student throughout my uh, high school and elementary school and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, she has been a rock for me and uh, really helped encourage me to do a lot of this stuff. And also, um, you know, been there in the good and the bad times of schooling. So that has really helped me. And then the other thing is, I think there's a lot of time in school when you're in school and you think about your day that a lot of these people are watching TV or scrolling on Facebook or, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I, I work out every day. So I, working out is, I think, a huge part of staying up with your health and, you know, your mental health too. But I think there's a lot of time where 
people in PT school just prioritize other things outside of um, outside of school. And I think that there's a lot of room and there's been a lot of sacrifices for me. You know, uh, COVID also has been a big contributor to this, but I my social life has definitely gone down since starting the companies. And, you know, I'm not, you know, going out to the bar every single weekend or going um, and hanging out with friends and doing all this other stuff. And um, I also wake up at five, five o'clock every morning and work before school. And then I'm, I'm uh, up a little too late too. And uh, my sleep has had a, uh, a little bit of a taken to the back seat, but um, I really think that kind of the direction I'm going and where, what I want to do, I'm okay with that sacrifice at this point in my life. And it's not going to be a constant, but we just kind of with the circumstances of school and studying, um, that's kind of what I've had to do. Do you set in like hard, you know, blocks of the day of like, this is for trucking fit, this is for school, this is for training? Or are you like, you know, it's a little bit more fluid depending on your, you know, energy and tolerance? Yeah. So, uh, to, so I used to just have a to-do list and I would always work from, you know, five o'clock in the morning to about seven and then go to school. Luckily the zoom, luckily the zoom stuff, uh, and being online has given me a little bit more time to work on stuff. Cause I'm not, you know, driving 20 minutes to school and 20 minutes back. But, uh, you know, I was always stressed about, um, I was always stressed about, uh, I've got a, to-do list a mile long and trying to get all these things done. I've transitioned and um, to just following a calendar and blocking out things and saying, okay, from five to five 30, I'm going to work on this from, you know, five 30 to six, I'm going to work on this, you know, seven 30 to two is all school. I'm going to train for an hour and a half after school. Then I'm going to study from three to nine. Then I'm going to work on this until like, I normally go to bed around 11, but um, so I'm going to, I'm going to then work from nine to 11. And that's kind of been the, uh, you know, big things for me of just kind of a couple, a small chunk in the morning, small chunk at night. You know, if your school and schedule works different, that's awesome. I think the other big thing has been the mindset shift for me is that it's not going to happen tomorrow. You know, what Rome wasn't built in a day, but they were, you know, definitely laying bricks every day to build it. And so that's the mindset you have to have of just saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Okay. Now I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it's building up and then taking a step back and saying, holy crap, in the last six months, I've done a ton, but it sounds, it seems like day to day, it's not really moving that big of a deal. And then, you know, the other aspect, and I think this is a, you know, this is a big Tim Ferriss thing of 20% of the things you do for your business, get 80% of the outcome and 80% of what you do gets 20% of the outcome. So just really trying to cut the fat of, you know, what, what is the really important things that's going to push the needle in the direction I want this business to go and just putting all your focus on that and then learning how to say no to those other things, which is not easy and which has not been a, a, um, a strength of mine throughout the whole thing, but I'm getting better. So you graduate in May? December. Oh, December. Okay. So you've got a little bit longer because you have three more rotations. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, this semester ends in May and then I'll have three 10 week clinicals all the way up to, I think it ends around Thanksgiving and then graduate early December. And then 
hopefully take boards somewhere late Jan, not, I don't know, February, January, March, somewhere in there. And then what's, if you know, what's the game plan after that? Yeah. So the game plan as of right now, and, um, you know, things can change obviously. And, um, my, you know, my goal is to, after graduation, build it up in the next uh, nine, 10 months to where I feel comfortable and confident of this is the direction I'm going to go. And I'm feeling really good about it. And um, I definitely think it's on that path. And I think that um, it's going to have, uh, it's, it's going to move really quickly once it does. And um, it's setting up because of how big the industry is and how the industry, uh, how the trucking industry works. Just, it's very, it's really big, but it's really small as everyone knows everyone. So, you know, once we just get in and, you know, see the magic of what getting your drivers healthier is, I think the fire is going to be set. And then, you know, it's just, how can we, how can we do this and continue growing at a rate that we can handle it? Um, but then my wife, um, so Amanda wants to, uh, we want to go do travel therapy, um, actually. And so I think the goal is to kind of spend a year or two traveling around the country and having Amanda do some type of travel therapy. And then hopefully I'm just working remotely with trucking, the trucking fitness company. And, um, then just kind of, I've been living in St. Louis my whole life. So seeing what, uh, you know, other places of the country is like to live in. And maybe I'll get down to Texas and we can hang out actually in person, Chris. Dude, I'd love that. Yeah. Do you all have plans where she would want to go first or either of y'all for travel? No, um, she, she doesn't know exactly what she wants to do, uh, what setting she wants to work in. So, um, you know, I think clinicals will probably be a little bit better of a indicator of that. And, um, you know, I, I personally don't know crazy uh, about how um, travel therapy works in the aspect of actually finding a job. I'm sure that'll be a learning curve in, when we get to that point. But, you know, I think that we're super open to where in the country we go. Just kind of want to explore a little bit. That's awesome, man. Megan, do you and or Derek have any other points? No, I don't think so. I mean, we've covered a lot. Uh-huh. I really appreciate everything you had to share. It was fantastic. Well, I felt like I was sure. talking way too much. I, we, you guys could have cut me off. You could have told me, Mark, shut up. I want to talk for a second. So. Well, you got no, so that's m- the point of this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know really many other students that have had the kind of, you know, trajectory you've had and the fluctuations and, you know, the amount of like videos you recorded the amount of podcasts you've done and then completely creating this new brand and this new like company is pretty wild. And then getting married during COVID like it's, yeah, I mean, just props to you for the amount you're able to do. And as you said, like you still make things a priority, like making time for your wife, making time for training. So I just, yeah, I'm impressed. Well, thank and all you. you. Are you 23? You're younger than I am, right? I'm 24. I'm 24. Okay, same age. Yeah. You still have your hair, so. Oh, hey. I'm 48 on the inside. No, my gosh. You rock it, though. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, sweet. Uh, do you have anything else to, you want to 
you know, you felt like you wished we did chat about, um, or maybe even like thoughts for either PT students or people starting PT school, if like maybe they're interested in, you know, creating some type of entrepreneurial, you know, business or side gig. Yeah, man, I, I think uh, kind of a couple of points, you know, as uh, I think a lot of people recognize this with COVID and how things a lot moved online and we had to adapt. I think that's going to continue to happen. And as more millennials and Gen Z get into the health care field, it's going to just continue to multiply of how fast things are changing. And I think the other thing that having an online presence does is as a healthcare provider, it gives you the ability and access to really work with the people you're super passionate about. Um, and if, you know, you want to be a physical therapist for, I don't, I don't know if you want to, if you want to be a trainer for veterinarians, you know, there might be like four in your town, but there's a million out there in the world. And um, having an online presence gives you the ability to connect with those and also really just dedicate what you do specific to that uh, niche. And um, I, I think that, you know, for anyone who is uh, kind of considering or wants to potentially do this to start a business, um, I, I don't think there's a better time to start than now and just kind of getting into it. And you don't have to go into it with expectations that, you know, it's going to, you're going to be the next Elon Musk tomorrow because it's not going to work like that. But you can, um, you know, have fun, learn a ton, and also just get a ton of different experiences. And what I've seen is specifically posting online content and also with these businesses, like it has introduced me to people um, and I've gotten access to different people that no one else in my school and the normal person who doesn't do these type of things would ever do. I mean, you guys, you all three are, are going to have experiences through this podcast that no one else at your guys' program does because you're putting yourself out there and you're starting something. Um, but I, I would really just um, encourage anyone to, you know, just start it, start doing it and you know, taking the small steps in the right direction and see where it goes. Are there students in your program or faculty that are just like very curious about what you do or is it just like, oh, it's Mark, he has his little side gig. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, um, especially with the new world stuff initially, you know, all, all the guys, you know, how guys just, you know, poke fun at each other and uh, joke around. And, you know, I got a little of that of, you know, posting, you know, I was posting a video and of me teaching someone how to squat or something like that. And, you know, they make fun of me a little bit, but it's like, you know, you just say, well, I didn't see you post a video of that and just throw it right back at them. And other than that, I think I just kind of, that's Mark. Now, um, a lot of my teeth, to be honest, I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm super, super close with any of my teachers, to be honest, and not at a, where I sit down and, you know, have a personal conversation. It's more small talk stuff. I don't even know if all of them know what I'm doing. I, I don't, I have no clue. Um, but it doesn't come up a crazy amount. Got it. Sweet man. Well, where can they hear or read more about truck and fit or being able to reach out to you? Yeah, so my Instagram is Mark N Manera, um, and my company is the Trucking Fitness Company. If you Google that, my website will come up, or if we're on all social medias, you can check that out. And um, yeah, I mean, if you ever, if anyone's out there and you know 
wants to get some encouragement or just uh, start a conversation about kind of what they want to do or anything like that, feel free to reach out. I, I, I respond to anyone. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a conversation with you. Yeah, you responded to me when I just reached out randomly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, thanks again, Mark. This was awesome. Yeah, no, thank you all for having me. We'd like to thank Mark for being on the show. You can check out the show notes for contact info of everyone in today's conversation. And thank you to our all-star clinical athlete student ambassadors, Chris Ewan, Megan Broussard, and Derek Bark for everything they do to help our student community. And thank you, the clinical athlete community, all six of you, for joining us on this journey of knowledge and improved practice in both the gym and clinic. And one more time, go to the link in the show notes, join the Calu Community Facebook group, read the pin announcement, introduce yourself, read the, uh, the resources that we've compiled for you with the Calu mission and our Kalu Star Pack materials. Thanks, everyone, and talk to you soon.